Deep in the heart of the earth come tales from two men made of too much girth. There's tales of trickery, tales of deceit. What will we find when we crack open the files of the Illuminati tonight on Death Metal? Archangel of the Four Wings! Lord and rotting! Can I spin those marks? No light! The pinnacle of charcoal! Baby boy, buddy, we're doing it again. Looking at the agent secrets of the world, trying to peer into the mind of the 12 family bloodlines of the Illuminatus. Oh, man, we're going into the Illuminati files. We're looking at several different things this evening. I'm talking about Hollow Earth, Denver International Airport, and we're sure talking about Hitler this evening. You know what I'm saying? All right. We're going to get into it here in just a minuto. Until then, just got to say, if you want to help us out, you like what you're hearing, you love Mm -hmm. what we're doing, just a reminder, Mm -hmm. you can give us that five-star review on iTunes. We got 99. Just get us to 100. You know what I mean? That's cool. You could be the hundredth person. Type it in there. We'll give you a fucking internet high five. Uh, Patreon.com backslash Death Metal Dicks. Trying to work out some new shit for that. Said it at the end of the podcast this week. We're going to thank the patrons in the middle of the podcast this week. Um, but if you if you like what if you really enjoy this shit, uh, the only we, we're definitely not going to make any money off this for a long time. We're in debt. So just uh, Death Metal Dicks or uh, Patreon.com backslash Death Metal Dicks. Uh, that twenty dollar tier basically. Because we've been slacking. we got a new logo if you're on YouTube right now. That's another plug right there. Uh, we're on YouTube. We record the podcast live on Wednesday. So if you don't want to wait till Friday, you can watch it on YouTube. And you can watch it on YouTube anytime. People get confused on that. They stay up there. You know, if you got YouTube Red or something like that, then by all means, use that. But we got this cool new logo designed from us by a dog. And... Uh, a dog, man. <laughs> <laughs> dog, man. And, uh, yeah, we're going to make shirts out of that probably the first, second week in November. You know, it's like holiday territory. We got this Halloween shit coming up to worry about. So as soon as we can get to it, the $20 tier, you're going to get that shirt just for hanging around with us. And, you know, basically, we don't have a ton of shit to offer you on Patreon because we don't have a ton of shit. But uh, we'll just start throwing gifts in there. And... You know, just supporting us, which we highly appreciate because uh, that just gives us the feeling that we're doing something so tight that you're willing to put money on it. We love that. We love you. We love everyone just for giving us a listen. You know, that's what means the world to us. And you keep telling your friends and some fucking how, some fucking way. We just keep on growing slowly but surely. Um, ton of listeners for, you know, was traveling around and talking to people about their podcast and how many people listen to theirs. I was like, oh, yeah, Jesus Christ, we're uh we're doing well, so thank you guys for where we're at. We love you. You're going to have a fun episode this week. Having a good time talking about Illuminati shit. I was talking about Patreon right up top because uh, the main, the meat of this episode, we're talking about the Denver International Airport, and that was suggested to us by a new patron, Lacey Doyle. So, Lacey Doyle. You know, when you're a patron in the $20 tier, you can pick an entire episode to do it about. Now, Denver International Airport isn't really a full episode. Plus we've been needing to get in on this Illuminati shit. So we're touching on a few things, but definitely that. And it's a, it's just, uh, you know, if you've ever been there, you know, you've seen it. Me and buddy have been in there high as fuck Mm. walking around, Stealing food out of the food court. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, we've done that at basically every airport. Yeah, but we were real scared because we saw that one painting. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh shit. Like, they know. <laughs> they know what we're doing. The gas mask guy looks like Darth Vader. Has eyes, but they're moving, but we can't see him. This ham sandwich might be real good. Might be our last meal. Dude, we got sushi at that one. Like, we went fancy oh, yeah. as fuck on that. Oh, we went. Dude, here's, like, I don't, I'm not, a, I don't, I'm not down with theft as an adult anymore, you mm-hmm. know. 
but I'll say this: airport food, the, the money that they charge for it for what it is is bullshit. Yeah, it's not good. Hey, you it's know, it's like going to Walmart and then you go in there like two or three in the morning. They're like, here's some ham sandwiches that are already made. Yeah, and they've been there for five days. Yeah, it's whack. With it's the, whack but for twenty well. bucks, they're yeah. trying to charge yeah, you. It's bullshit. You know, um, and I'll give you a hot tip. You know, if you're ever traveling through the Houston airport, mm, um, that's a zinger. Uh, Terminal C or Seagate, whatever they, you know, C. Go to C. There's a fucking wide open restaurant in there, and it's like. Uh, you know, there's counters. There's like four different restaurants in one thing, but it's the same thing, right? But it's all different food. Uh-huh. So they've got like a barbecue line, a breakfast line, the breakfast a, line, a, a taco line, and then like you get all that shit, and then you pay for it in the central location in the middle of it. So you don't pay the person who hands you the food; you pay the cash register. So if you get the food and just go down, sit down and eat it, I wouldn't tell you. No one gives a fuck. Yeah, it's got the old Cracker Barrel set. They don't give a shit, but they also they don't fucking care. You know, no, they're not no, getting paid no. shit to work they, there. They don't give a fuck. Uh, so yeah, that's a fun time. You know, if you're ever down on your luck, you know, you find yourself in Houston, slide through. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I wonder how many people are just <laughs> like, man, um, oh, we just told fucking twenty thousand people that we know how to grift food out of the airport. In Houston. Yeah, I wonder, how, I wonder how many people are just like, it's kind of like. <laughs> You know, old people are like, the best catfish is at the hospital. Yeah. It's kind of like that. They're like, yeah. <laughs> best breakfast? Airport. <laughs> well, it ain't the best. Dude, this is why I, no, would, no, this is why I don't feel about it, because nothing in the airport's that good. Yeah. It's like, whatever your favorite restaurant is, if they have that in the airport, it's one-fourth of how good that it normally would be. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. Uh, we'll just catch up on the fucking week before we get into this shit. I uh, went out on a short run with uh, Kyle Kinane, which is real cool for me. Because uh, I was telling him, like, when I was, you know, fucking how old were we? We were going on, like, road trips and shit all the time for work. Um, so, you know, probably, like, eight, nine years ago, I wasn't really into stand-up comedy at all. Yeah. It was like, you know, like, Eddie Murphy Raw was funny to me when I was a kid. Like, Dave Chappelle stand-up was funny, but I never dug into it or anything. Yeah. Because most of the shit I saw was dumb. It wasn't something that I would be into. Because that's just... Comedy Central just had a run for a while where they're, all the shit they were putting out was a certain thing, and I just didn't care for it. And I heard that, started listening to podcasts, and then somebody brought up that hit Kyle's album, Whiskey Icarus, to me. It was like 2000 and fucking, I think that came out in 2008 or some shit. I don't know. But I heard it, and it was just different than any comedy I'd ever heard. It made sense to me why comedy's actually funny. And that was before I had heard like Doug Stanhope or anything, you know? What are you cramping up? No, I'm, I'm getting that uh, fucking, uh, when you shit too long, you get your legs numb. Oh, yeah. Well, we can't hear you because you're not talking into the microphone, so. It's for you. Oh, yeah, so, <laughs> you know, it was before I, like, heard Doug Stanhope or anything that made, it's just like he was doing stories and shit like that, and I just, uh, kind of how I started paying attention to, to comedy, um, you know, when I thought back about it. So, you know, it's fucking cool for me to get asked to go fucking feature for him uh had a cool last week like tons of people met a lot of new people yeah it was fun finally a fucking positive note on the way back we drove through a small arkansas town got stopped on this roadblock by his two yokel cops in mount ida arkansas and first of all they had it was a two-lane road and they had their cruisers one on each side of the road and it was like you know if, if there's like a bad accident how they'll kind of block off the road like maybe it's just in one lane and they'll give you something to drive around or move around. It's like they'll give you a warning so you don't run up on a wreck. 
that's what it looked like to me. So I'd slowed way down, but I wasn't going to stop. It didn't look like a reason to stop. But what if a cop had somebody pulled over? Would you stop for that shit? Fuck no. No. So the, the cops are out there in the middle of the road jumping around and waving their arms and shit. So I stop. And they, I was going slow, you know, 30. And the cop rolled my window down. He's like, boy, do those blue lights not mean anything to you? And I was like, well, they do. But I, like, if you see the same thing I just said, if you see someone pulled over, you're not going to stop your car in the middle of the road. No. And he's just like, where are you coming from? And I told him, and he was like, you on anything tonight? And I was like, yeah, I've had a bunch of Adderall and energy drinks and shit. I'm staying awake, you know. He, he's like, hey, what's Adderall? Didn't know what it was. And I was like, where are you from? And I was like, oh, yeah, the shit town in Arkansas. You just don't know. Like, you're a cop. You don't even know what illegal drugs are. Uh, well, legal for me. You know what I mean? But yeah. that's like, pro- I would assume the more pop, like common fucking traded prescription drug. It would have been hilarious when you, if you would have been like Adderall. And like, oh, you're in college? Yeah. <laughs> don't look like it. <laughs> and then uh, the deal. So he was like, well, here's what's going on. Uh, we got an escaped fucking felon. He's gotten loose. Could be armed. So if you see anybody, don't pick anybody up. Down 911. And my first thought was I just stopped to piss like five minutes up the road in the woods, basically. And I was kind of bummed out that I didn't see any convict activity up there. And then uh, I asked the cop, I was like, man, you got to be out here all night? And he was like, yeah, until we catch the guy. And I was like, man, y'all try one of these. And like offered him an Adderall. <laughs> he was like, no, nah, I can't do that. Like, well, why does it matter? It's just me and you out here. Ain't nobody going to know. Yeah. Pussed out. Pussy. Pussy. He was like a fat older guy, too. He would have had a fucking heart attack, you know? And then uh, fucking had that poison ivy problem. God, dude, that got so mm-hmm. bad. It got so bad. I went to the doctor... Was it on Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I went on Wednesday. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, uh, did I talk about this last week? Maybe. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you uh, probably did. Right. Yeah, it was bad. Did I talk about getting the shot, the shot thing? Yeah. Well, so the doctor gave me a shot and then... The nurse gave you a shot. Are you sure I did that on the podcast? Yeah. Okay, so I basically bamboozled the doctor's office into getting two shots. Well, I went home after we did the podcast, went to bed, did not sleep. Period. Not at all. Yeah. Just laid in bed all Steroids night. Jacket. Yeah, I had no fucking idea. Yeah. So I paid for that. Did you want to eat? No, I just laid there and fucking writhed in bed like, man, what the fuck? So they got me. And I was thinking about Were you like, warm, having hot flashes and shit? That's yeah, I was sweating and shit. shit. And I was like making lists in my head of like all my favorite shit. I was like, what's my <laughs> fucking top three favorite noises? Like number three is uh, wife saying she loves me. Number two is probably uh, the first time I heard my kids cry. And then number one is definitely when I hear the glass break to signify that Stone Cold Steve Austin's coming down the ramp at Monday Night Raw. You know what I'm saying? And then just, uh, that shit fucked me up, man. I was about to say, whatever Jesus called me to my position. (laughs) (laughs) That's my number one. Whatever I heard the Lord tell me to come into his work. (laughs) I came. I did what I was supposed to do. He said, buddy, come, and I did. <laughs> Boy, and I did. I, I, I heard him come in your pants. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and I did, uh, I did like it more some, times than he wanted. Someday it. you'll hear the voice of the Lord, and he's like, buddy, yeah. buddy, come in the hymnals. <laughs> Boy, I did too. Like I said, turn to this page. You have any fucking shit this week? Um, yeah. Uh, our anniversary was last week, our first year anniversary. Oh, good for you. Yeah, you know. Uh, of marriage or? Marriage. Oh, right. We've been together two years, but, uh, yeah, all right. We got hammered and, uh, ate some delicious food and then, you know, you, you try new stuff and, and 
there's there's several different types of finger traps and sex, and, and this one in particular was my wife got her finger stuck in my ass. She's been wanting to shove a finger up my ass forever. Got stuck in your ass? Well, I just fucking tightening that motherfucker like just scared to death of what was going on and i just couldn't enjoy none of it and uh she stuck the number two in there and i sharpened it <laughs> that motherfucker got, i was scared to i mean like she's like relax i'm like i can't oh was she like giving you a fucking she was like doing the old back and forth like you would fuck somebody and looking your nuts i was like all right or? let's stop here yeah yeah and then uh, that doesn't she, sound cool at all man no it wasn't i was like <laughs> I, I was like you know i'll just like rub it <laughs> I guess, man. I mean, like, it's just, it's like, this is, like, this is what people like. I don't get it. And yeah, I was just like, you know, I'm trying to make sure you get what you want out of this thing. I don't like this shit. <laughs> she got done, and I was like, hey, we'll go back to whatever we normally do. Um, go ahead. Go wash your hands. Yeah. Because <laughs> how long are you, was she stuck in there for? I don't know, man. It's the straightest my back's ever been. <laughs> you just. <laughs> I was fucking like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> the whole time, I'm just like shit, shit, shit. Oh, great, man! Yeah, that's good. Yeah. You know, can't yeah. wait to fucking. Look so at don't your wife, do that man. if you. Yeah. yeah, I just don't like the. I mean, you know, like I don't tell you about how I fuck my wife. No, nah, like man. for a reason. But because you're like around. I don't, it didn't turn me on. It's just funny. I, I know yeah. it doesn't turn you on, but it, it's like I don't. You know what I mean? We're sexually open. We don't give a fuck, man. It's like yeah, yeah but I don't talk. I don't, it's funny though. That kind of shit's funny though. We got some sense of humor as far as that kind of shit goes. But yeah, I mean, whew. Hey man, well now fucking twenty thousand people know, so you're put it out there. I told her sure. I was like, hey, I'm gonna tell them. She's like, I'm gonna tell people at work. I'm like, well, whatever. But that's I got way more people I'm telling. Yeah, she didn't believe me. So well, it's probably in the Spencer's community. Yeah, it'll be. They'll make a sex. It's toy probably in the, in the manual. I didn't know. I mean, until then, I didn't know I had an old fucking itchy tonsil man in my butt. <laughs> a what? <laughs> yeah, man. An itchy tonsil. You know how like sometimes <laughs> you know how sometimes you like, have you ever had like somebody put a suppository and your butt starts gagging? Nah, man, I never. I I'm sure that I got a suppository when I was like a kid. Yeah, I don't. I've never put one in as an adult because that citrate magnesium shit works great for me. Yeah. For I don't think that I've also I don't remember a time when I've ever been like constipated where it's been a problem. Yeah. You know, I hear people have that. Like, I got a shit so bad it hurts. I'm, I don't know how. I don't think I've ever gone yeah. like two days without taking a shit before. That's good. Yeah, I'm just regular, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm regulated. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of like a suppository thing, but it was just like. Oh, a, it is that. I mean, something's going in your ass. <laughs> but you, you know how, like, when you're like, oh, man, I ate something bad. I got to throw this up. And you do the old gag. <laughs> but same thing with the butt, man. Your fucking butt starts going. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, right, stop. <laughs> so it was like reaching out, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like the old sock was ready to get out of the drawer. <laughs> well, I've seen like uh, you know how when like a horse will take a shit and yeah. that thing just comes out. It's like, yeah, like it's uh, like it, it. You know, you know how a horse's mouth will reach for an apple with their yeah. asshole for sure does the same thing. So it's got teeth. You got a teeth hole. I'm sure you do, man. I don't, you know, I guess good on your wife because you're fucking gross. Like really as gross as it gets. I mean, you're probably the most disgusting person. I think the uncomfort in my face was what she was really wanting to go for. It wasn't anything to turn her on. It was just like, this will be funny. I'm just saying good on her for getting in there. Yeah, oh, uh, man, yeah. You're gross. I told her, I said, hey, bleach those boys. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you bleach your hands. Yeah, I mean, your diet, your fucking lifestyle, yeah. just the way you're living. My lifestyle is going to definitely determine my death style. Yeah. I mean, good for her, man, because you're just, you disgust everyone. 
Yeah, that's bad. I mean, shit, first thing we do when we walked in the studio, Mark's like, it smells fucking terrible in here. Well, yeah, your fucking asshole's probably just still open. You know? No, man, I've been wiping all day. Yeah, but still, it's like I've lo- it's fucking just loose. Mm. <laughs> the retaining walls, like yeah. your intestines are just fucking sliding through. Oh, boy, I can't wait till I do die, so whenever I do shit... It's going to be bad. Like your death shit? Yeah. Like whatever you expel? It's just all stomach acid and shit and <laughs> fucking pus. And... All right, man. Well, I'm going to say it like this. we got a lot of ground to cover tonight. <laughs> We're going to get into this shit. Uh, first, you know, the Illuminati Files, what we like to do is crack open a few conspiracy theories that can be linked to one of the 12, or all 12, <clears throat> family bloodlines of the Illuminati. Last time, it was too serious. So we haven't been back. We're talking about that child molestation ring in England, which is just one small one. I mean, we didn't even like if you really want to look at the Vatican. That's the biggest. You're going to have to spend days and I just I'm I did not want to go. This is the problem with conspiracies and the Illuminati and all the higher up powers is once you get to a certain level of wealth and power, what you got to do is fucking molest kids. Basically, that's like what they do. Yeah, just, I don't know if it's because they're so bored with all the money that they have. They just need to find a new thing to do. I don't, you know, I've got no rhyme nor reason for it because it's never something that I'd fucking consider. You know, like I have, I don't know what leads into it. But that said, is that there's come there's there's fun conspiracy theories. You know, there's there's fun time ones that are enjoyable. Yeah, but it, the longer you go, what you're gonna find is somebody molested a kid. For sure. And luckily, we ain't got none of that tonight. Uh, we just wanted to have fun yeah. with the conspiracies instead of bum out the entire universe <laughs> once. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Uh, so tonight, we're going to delve into a few different ones. We're going to kick it off with the Denver International Airport. Like I said, our friend Lacey Doyle wanted us to cover this. It makes sense. We have two because we've been there, like we were saying before. We got uh, laid over in there for six fucking hours one time. Oh, yeah. It sucked. Like, we, we were stoked because we were like, well, if we got to be laid over in an airport... The Denver International Airport is a great one to be laid over at. Because yeah. we can get to the bottom of the shit. And after like 30 minutes of looking at shit. And we ate some fucking edibles too. Before yeah. We, oh, yeah. <laughs> we just ripped. tripping the fuck I out. I was so scared, man. Yeah. I was like, where would they take us, brother? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. And then six hours of free time. We're like, we're going to get to the bottom of the shit. And after like half an hour, we're just bored. Like always. Yeah, like, hey, just give me sucks. the backpack, make a pillow. Yeah, cool down. paintings and shit. All right. Yeah. So there's several different theories. First of all... Um, I lived in Colorado Springs for forever. I can tell you this, the fucking um, Denver International Airport is in a very weird location. There was an airport that was in downtown Denver that was huge, and it worked fine. But for whatever reason, they built an airport that's like 45 fucking minutes from Denver in the middle of nowhere. This is what started it all off for them. There's no reason for that shit. Uh, You know, the, the main thing that people think, the conspiracy with Denver International Airport is that it's like a place for the elite to hide. And we'll look more into that, like the actual facts on what it is. The simple explanation for why it's so big and why there's so much underground shit is they were $16 billion over budget by the time they had to open. And so they had, for one, an automatic luggage moving system that was supposed to go throughout the entire airport. And this is back in like the 70, the or the fucking early 90s. So it's like a revolutionary thing. It was like high tech at the time. And it didn't fucking work. Mm. It was garbage. So they just had this giant conveyor belt system underneath the fucking airport that's huge, goes forever, and it still doesn't work. 
Um, they had all this underdeveloped shit because they were supposed to do X, Y, and Z with it. But again, they went $16 billion over budget. Well, the plans that you had, something's got to get cut out. And it was basically everything that was going to go in all this excess space. So all the ominous empty spaces that you think like, well, most fucking airports that I'm in, everything's jam-packed. There's something in everywhere. Why are there all these empty offices around? Well, that's why. Because they didn't have enough money to finish it. And slowly but surely, they're putting shit in where they can. And there is giant underground shit. We'll get in more of what that could be and what it is as we go along. Um, Second, there's this giant fucking flame-eyed blue horse out front. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, the logo for the Denver football team is a Bronco. It's blue and orange. Uh, This is a terrifying horse, though. It looks like it's on fucking fire and there's lightning striking around it. It's very ominous. Looks like some Poseidon shit. Yeah, and even fucking scarier than that, real shit, when the sculptor was finishing it up, he dropped it and it sliced his jugular and he died. Fuck. Yeah, that's real. That's That's not a conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah. You make that creepy fucking horse, you pay the goddamn price. Like, right before it happens, you start... And then just drops and kills him. So, all for you, horse dick. All for you. Ah. <laughs> and jumps. And then you got a bunch of Rottweilers underneath it going, hey. <laughs> man, those boys have a good time. Rots. And the Omen, those dogs have fucking fun. Yeah, man. Are they uh, Rots or Dobies? What? Are they Doberman Pinchers or Rottweilers? They're Rottweilers. What, did, they, did they make them Doberman Pinchers in the new one? I don't fucking know. The new one sucks. The new one does suck. I did it watching theaters and don't remember it. Yeah. Yeah, I think they did that for the new one. But yeah, that shit sucked. I remember watching it. Like, how do you fuck this up? It'd be so easy. You you don't need to remake it because there's there's nothing in it that requires CGI in the Omen at all. So as it is, it's good. Leave it the fuck alone. But you remake it. That's so easy to do. You know, there's new twists you could put into it considering modern times. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, you don't even do that. You just make it like frame to frame with shittier actors and shitty CGI. CGI? CGI. I say, you come and get that my CGI. <laughs> you want to get in the ray of my CGI? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I just huh. slobber jabbed that one. But it's just, that's it. Did you say slobber jabbed? Yeah, because like, my mouth's all <laughs> full of spit and shit. Oh, fuck, <laughs> man. Are you like a fucking Vietnam vet? What the yeah. hell is going on? It's just, that's it. WW2. That's what we called him. Slobber jets. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah like, that sounds way worse than it is. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, the big fucking eyeball to look at here, no pun intended, is that they the New World Order ties to this. The Freemason ties to this. Uh, basically, it, it, ha- it claims that it was built by the New World Order. It also shows that it was funded by the Freemasons. Now, we know from cracking the Illuminati files open before, where there's one, there's the other. Freemasons are who feed, like everybody that's in the 12 bloodlines of the Illuminati. What are they? Freemasons. All, every fucking one of them. Every president we've ever had. Freemason. There's no way around it. Everyone's a fucking Freemason that's involved in a powerful thing. Now, is there something conspiratorial and fucky there? Who knows? But I can tell you for sure, that's a fact. Like, it, 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 that is how it is. Uh, people in power and government, especially in America, are always Freemasons. There's like no way in, you know? If you believe that it's a uh, fraternity, a meeting place, that makes sense. I mean, politics is all about networking. You want to know all the powerful people that you can. That's a place where the elite meet. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good steakhouse name. Elite meet. Uh, yeah. Come on down for a tasty treat at Chris and Bud's Elite Meat. Oh, man. Yeah. 
<laughs> there ain't too much going on down here. Now, Holy there God. is a plaque at the airport's south entrance near the Weston Hotel and RTD University Colorado A-Line. It's dated March 19th, 1994. There's a time capsule inside of it, and it bears the symbol of the Freemasons, which is like the eyeball with the ruler thing around it, right? As well as a reference to the new airport, the new World Airport Commission. Quote unquote, strange markings have been noted around the airport, supposedly indicating secret alien languages. Now, from experience, there is for sure Masonic imagery mm-hmm. everywhere. Like, for, for no reason, you know, you'll, there'll be a, a white wall and then there'll be like it carved in into just like a regular plaster wall. You know, we saw like the Mason symbol, the yeah. eyeball, the fucking eye of Horus. And then some weird ass, like, Anunnaki looking shit. Yeah, I mean, like an alien versus who's, predator. Who's to say <laughs> what Anunnaki is, you know? Yeah, I know what it is. Well, we know what it is, but I'm saying like the fucking language. Yeah, I know what it is. Do you? Yeah, man. You seen it? They got an app for it. I can learn it all. <laughs> is there that. an Anunnaki app? I bet. So yeah, I mean, I yeah, know. you're right about that. There sure. Are. Now here's the deal. Um, what I did with most of this shit, like I always do, is I try to do. I have fun with conspiracy theories. I love them, man. It's a good time to me. I like sex novels. I want to believe in it, and and I'm just telling you this because this is all subjective and objective. It's not that I believe these things. I'm trying to tell you the allegation, and I'm trying to tell you, like, the rooted fact that I could find. Um, The Freemasons are, of course, who they are. Um, Now, they have civic ties to the airport's dedication. They didn't fund it. It's just that, like, you know, when you, if someone's going to build a new bank in town and you're going to do, <laughs> you shit yourself. Or you? Yeah. You're going to do, yeah. like, a ribbon cutting or yeah. a groundbreaking. You ribbon cutting. <laughs> there's a dedication there's to a building. <laughs> I hope that fart was audible. Oh, it part. was, man. I could hear it. All I want to do is go pop, go see. It was textbook, man. That's a classic fart. Uh, you know they they fucking dedicated the airport. There's no suggest. There's no evidence to say that they have a, a hand in ongoing planning or making it the civilian facility. Uh, you know there's tons of anti masonic conspiracies. Uh, they they were clearly dusted off and updated in advance of the uh, 2012 fucking fever. It hit the Denver airport hard. Like you remember. Jesse Ventura's conspiracy theory show and everyone, you know, it was like 2012 could be the end of the world. So people were really trying to look into shit. Um, so they exploited what it is so hard inside of that, that they found out what was actually in the time capsule. Uh, it's going to be open in 2094, but it contains coins, a signed opening day ball from Coors Field, Mayor Wellington Webb's sneakers and a few Blackhawk casino tokens. That's it. Nothing fucking cool. Nothing nefarious. Uh, the New World Airport Commission was named by Charles Ansbacher, an arts advocate who died in 2010. The name is a reference to Dvorak's New World Symphony, according to a 2007 Denver Westward article. And the commission was created to orchestrate DIA's opening festivities. The strange markings are Navajo language characters and references to other airport artists. Anunnaki. Yeah. <laughs> well, they certainly are like the Spirit Walker or Skinwalkers. Skinwalker, Skinwalker you know I mean? man. Yeah. They talk to Skinwalker them. Ranch. They talk to them boys. Yeah, they are them boys. Lizards have dildos attached to their ass. <laughs> yeah, that's the official line. 
Uh, also, you know, the fucking next big thing that sticks out is the creepy fucking art in there. Uh, there's a 40 piece public art collection. And of course there's that 28 foot wide murals by that dude, Leo Tanguma. Uh, there's the Notre Denver gargoyle sculptures near the East and West side baggage claims, which are like doing the see no evil fear no evil thing. The name of the horse is Blucifer, which is fucking the coolest thing. Tight. Yeah. I don't think that's his actual name, but that's what they call it up in Denver. Um, and you know, like the, the, Art, if you follow it, it really does fuel Nazi shit, end of the world shit. Like, there is for sure, like, shouts to Hitler in the art, you know what I mean? Like, in a positive role, and there's, like, you know, um, there's the one that's super famous where the guy is wearing a gas mask and, like, a Nazi hat. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have a swastika on it, but, you know, it may as well. You know what what it's supposed to fucking be, you know what I'm saying? Like, you you know what time it is when you see the guy. And he's like swinging a scythe and it's slicing through kids. And then like one corner of it, it shows like the past, which is like free people. Then it shows enslaved people. Then it shows like all these dead kids, you know? So oh, they're man. not, they're not doing themselves any favors with this shit. By it's basically to, like a tribute to Hitler and FEMA. Right. I don't really know, but that's how it's cool, I guess. We've <laughs> <laughs> <Like, laughs> <laughs> got FEMA mass graves. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's supposedly that dude's murals, um, th- th- that got the dude, the artist, um, Tenguma, the context of his creation, like, if you look from its start to back, it's supposed to be a hopeful story of peace and environmental stewardship following times of war and pollution. So what we see where it looks like, well, this is the fucking New World Order grinding us underfoot. Supposedly that's like the middle part and then there's a resolution at the end. But again, I'll tell you, we looked at all, there's like four of them. We looked at all four of them. Yeah. They're all pretty much just kids getting stomped to fucking death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, like, this is what it means, but you know, your mind interprets what it is. It's art. Yeah. I hate that shit. You know, gargoyles are supposed to fucking ward off evil spirits. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe. Or maybe they're fucking Anunnaki gargoyles. Cool, man. That is bad fucking ass. And there's that famous image of an alien that was like in the tunnel of Denver that everyone's like, look at this. And it's like a real primitive looking drawing. Well, you know, it's not primitive because it's been there since the 90s, you dumb fucks. Oh, God. Um, Supposedly, the underground baggage transport tunnels, again, they were trying to build an automated system. The idea was that, so the reason why it takes so fucking long, when you if you ever carry luggage with you, you get off the plane, they unload your luggage onto a car. They drive the car in, they put everything from the car onto one belt system that they unload onto another belt system that goes down to the carousel where you pick your bag up. Mm-hmm. So you basically have human beings responsible for like four different interactions with your luggage. So it takes forever. You can't count on anyone to be fast. They, t- they take it off the plane. They put it on a car. They take it off a car, put it on a belt. They take it off one belt, put it on another belt, which goes to a conveyor belt for you to pick up. Um, what Denver was trying to do is make it to where it there was a, a fucking belt at every single fucking gate. So when the plane would land, the belt would be where the person could pull it out, unload the luggage right from the plane onto the belt. And then the belt... Just like on a, at a fucking sushi restaurant that's on a conveyor belt. Yeah. Would take your luggage exactly where it's supposed to go. 
No one else would touch it. It would be from point A to point B before you got there. They built a giant underground tunnels to make this happen where the belts were going to be at. It's going to fall down just like a fucking escalator and go through. And then they would type in the coordinates of what gate it was going to go to. And it would be bam right there for you. Super easy. Great idea. Problem is didn't have enough money. Fucked it up. Didn't work. So now they do similar to that. But they just, the belt that comes in works. Yeah. So they unload the luggage onto that belt, go in, load the luggage on the cart, drive the cart through the underground tunnel to the gate. Which is the gates of hell, and they deliver children to feed the need to kill the human race. Yes. And have sex with their dead bodies and deplete everything on the earth. <laughs> That's correct. Now, we bounce our asses on our head until we die. A super popular theory is that with this airport being so far away from downtown Denver, there is a tunnel that goes from the airport to NORAD, which is in Colorado Springs, which that's where I lived when uh, September 11th happened. Mm -hmm. And NORAD is in Cheyenne Mountain, and it is like where America controls its missiles from. Okay. So like if we were going to launch a missile, the command would come from inside of NORAD. Like it's a very high tech built inside of a mountain. So it's super safe missile launching facility. Gotcha. So when September 11th happened, you know, there was people in like Idaho freaking the fuck out. Like, bitch, nobody. I was freaking out in Arkansas, dog. Yeah. It's like no one's going to drop a plane onto fucking Little Rock. You know, my grandpa told me because we were why I skipped school that day. Yeah. Well, we skipped school that day. He goes, no. He pulled that. He had all of his guns (laughs) on the kitchen table cleaning them. And I'm like fucking in seventh grade, and I'm like, yeah. oh shit! And like everything was interrupted. Like live TV was just like, this yeah. is what's going right, on. And yeah. I was like, holy fuck! Damn. And he goes, "Where did you come here?" And I was like, oh, no. And he goes, "Now, <laughs> there's some terrorists. <laughs> they they did what they did to those buildings." And he was like, "And you know what I know about? And I need to tell you this. I'm gonna show you how to use these weapons." And so he gave me a fucking 357 yeah magnum yeah i'm fucking dirty harry what is that 12 years old yeah why would you do that that's like the shotgun make sure you're fucking safe bro man i shot that motherfucker hit me right in the face (laughs) yeah and i was like okay and then he goes or al-qaeda comes over here (laughs) (laughs) well uh Turn them into queso dip. I was like, what? <laughs> That's such an Arkansas thing to yeah. fucking want to make somebody into. Like, or the worst case scenario, we're going to queso all these boys. we just put a couple of tortilla chips in them. And then I'm like, man, I want some queso now. And I'm yeah, pretending I got a sore throat. And he's like, well, you know, dairy is not good for a sore throat. Like, Fuck. <laughs> Stupid, man. Uh, <laughs> Stupid. Stupid. It's hilarious to me. I'm scared, though. Uh, yeah, so, you know, other fucking things that are, spoiler alerts, is like, you know, that Blue Horse's fucking eyeballs are neon red, glowing bright. Supposedly that was the author, the artist's fucking shout out to his dad who worked, who made neon signs. You know, the gargoyles are just supposed to be warding off fucking luggage demons, and the bunkers are not shit. There is no tunnel that goes to Norad. Luggage demons? The uh, gargoyles. That's cool. I said demons, but yeah, <laughs> demons, man. And yeah, there's no tunnel to Norad. It just doesn't exist. And the underground shit is just a, a, a boner. They just fucked up. They blew it. It's not. Uh, but you know, a lot of people think that that's where like elite people will go because it's so close to Norad. It'd be like a good place for the fucking wealthy and government figures to meet up 
far away from the city of Denver, you know, in the middle yeah. of nowhere, and jump in and fucking be safe. Now, that part said, too, there's a fucking problem with the way the airport's laid out. And the theory is that it's supposed to look like a swastika. Mm-hmm. And a matter of fact, it does look like a swastika. <laughs> it really does. Uh, I was reading like, you know, people have different takes on it. And where I was reading the debunking shit, it's like, it looks like a smudgy, squiggly swastika at best. Like, man, nah, dude, you can definitely see how it could be. You know, supposedly it's one of the most windy airports in the world. Yeah. And they've got, I mean, it makes sense to me. Like, if you have to make a swastika pattern and then lie about why you did it, this would be great. Yeah. Because they have to have a runway facing each direction at a 90 degree angle. So like if the wind's blowing really hard to the east, you could just come in on the west. You know yeah. what I'm saying? North, south, same thing. When you're fucking with the occult, it's yeah. all about that wind shit. <laughs> <laughs> Controlling the weather with that Nazi boy. I mean, no, the, uh, if, you, if, you, if you fucking Google Maps, the, the Pentagon, man, yeah. like from a street view, it yeah. makes a big ass pentagram. For sure. Fucking weird. That's weird. Yeah, they're doing some shit down there. Yeah, they're doing wild architecture, man. They're trying to act like they ain't, but they nays. <laughs> I know. I mean, dude, let me say it like this. You don't have to be... If you if someone was like, hey, man, you know what a swastika looks like? And they didn't tell you what it like what the fucking... It's an airport or anything. They're like, what does this look like? You're going to fucking say it's swastika. You're going to go, it's the sun. <laughs> wind. It means the energy of the wind. It's the difference in the wind. Directions. <laughs> Which isn't that like what a swastika is originally? Like that reversal one, it's something to do with like harnessing the power of the fucking sun or wind or something. Yeah, he just, he either knew about symbols and how powerful they were and you just stole Well, them. I don't, I mean like, you know, to start with. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people think that fucking Anunnaki live in the bunker, the Denver airport, you know, kind of like Skinwalker Ranch. How a lot of people thought that there, well, well, people that worked there reported that there was, you know, encounters with aliens there that they were working with tall whites and fucking grays mm-hmm. and uh, reptilians at Skinwalker Ranch that they saw them all the time. They did shit with them. They tried to make, you know, connections with them and shit. Um, over a thousand people work underground in Denver every day, not just in the airport, but in the underground part, uh, moving luggage, all that shit. There's 7,000 feet long tunnels. That's a big fucking tunnel, man. That's scary, man. That's over a mile, you know. And there's yeah. two of them that are that long. So, I mean, I get it. You know, I get it. But, you know, people at, like, the Denver Post has toured the tunnels just to see what was going on. And there was employees fucking with them wearing, like, reptile masks and shit. That's down cool. there. It's pretty funny. Just, like, right. walking by and acting like it was normal, wearing alien masks and shit. Um... Yeah, I mean, the, the fucking swastika shit to me is damning. And that's pretty much everything. I mean, do you know anything else about the Denver airport that I don't fucking know about? I mean, there's a lot of rumors about that shit. I know that they've remodeled it yeah. uh, within the last maybe year or two. Yeah. Um, actually, Lacey sent me some pictures of some of the shit, and it's fucking hilarious. I think like one's like a Geico insurance thing, and it's yeah. like got the lizard on the front of it. It's like, are we making a master race? I don't know, but you need some insurance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I said, Denver's pretty funny. The city is about shit like that. So, 
Yeah, I mean, it could be fucky. You never know. Well, a great way to disguise you doing sketchy shit is to do it in plain sight and then make fun of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I mean, you hear about all this shit. I mean, like, I mean, we we listened to Alex Jones before he turned into yeah what he is now. I oh mean, yeah, we were into Coast to Coast AM, Alex yeah, Jones, yeah, yeah. fucking Jesse Ventura. We were listening to all this. Yeah, shit. it was just like you know whatever. But I mean, like you would hear things like you know, well, there's they're in the tunnels. But what they do is it's it's a gateway to hell. Yeah. And what happens is these Luciferian, reptilian, son of a bitches come here and they take <laughs> our kids. They have weird occult sex with them. Yes, they do. Sacrifice them. Uh-huh. Then yeah. Lucifer grants them magic powers. Oh, yeah. Through the swastika that is in the airport. <laughs> and at which the, the not the third rack, but the fourth rack is going to come back. And you can hear the death marches of reptilian armies mm. coming to deplete our oil and water out of this earth so they can move to the next one. <laughs> so the fourth Reich is reptiles. Yeah. Reptilian type of people. Huge fucking dicks. <laughs> oh, man. But the, the tails are huge. You think a lizard's slinging a hog? Because I've never seen a lizard's dick before. Yeah, man. But look, but you never seen it because you looked at its tail and the tail's big. <laughs> yeah, okay. But the dick's real big. But the, <laughs> yeah. fucking, but the tail's does real it, fucking it, big. Does it come off like the tail wheel if you pick it up? No. No, it stays it's strong. strong. Hey, well, uh, I figured we'd take this special time after doing a Patreon-related case. Mm-hmm. Just shout out some of our patrons. We got old Alejandro Palomino. We got Amber Bradshaw, mm-hmm. Andy Campbell, Ash Rude, Becca Bradshaw. The whole family's on board at the Bradshaws. They've been listening to us since we fucking kicked it off. Yeah, you know man. I mean, uh, old Bobby Henderson, Bobby, Brad Bradshaw, Brad Bradshaw. <laughs> Man, I don't know, dude. You he lives in Arkansas, Northwest. I don't know if I should give out his information like, but you know, he that that you could sell a fucking car, my man. Oh, Come yeah. on down to Brad Bradshaw's car <laughs> lot. We've been in the Chevy business for about forty nine years. If you don't trust Brad Bradshaw with your Chevy salesmanship, then you don't trust the right motherfucker. Because right here, Brad Bradshaw's, we're gonna give you a big old side of baked bean barbecue with that purchase. <laughs> <laughs> so on top of that, you're gonna get a fender. What you do is, is uh, I was thinking about Brad Bradshaw. Wasn't there a WWF or WWE guy that was like he had long hair, he wore it all black, but he hung up Farouk Bradshaw. Is his name just Bradshaw? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, same guy. He was a cowboy. Yeah, okay. And Farouk was a black cowboy. <laughs> they were cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> Remember uh, that shit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They were whipping people and roping people, fucking wearing was chaps. Weird. Was that like before, like, Farouk got with The Rock and was like, hey, uh, I think it was after, dude. I think it was after The Nation Farouk was, he was like, like man, a cowboy. You know what? I'm open-minded now. I know it's not yeah. all about black power, but now I've got to hang out with these cowboys. Well, do you remember when they made The Rock black and he just was not... He's, he's half black, half uh, he's Filipino. Yeah, he's Samoan, dude. Samoan. Yeah, but he's, he's half, half black. black. Oh, he's, yeah, but yeah. they just made him like yeah. They it was like the nation of domination. Yeah, like come on, guys. I thought that was a cool. Oh yeah, shit, hell yeah. Man. Mark Henry, Farouk. Man, Mark Henry, sexual chocolate. Yeah, yeah. That was before he was like my chocolate. favorite forever, man. He had like a go- a cool run, like a trajectory, because he was just straight Mark Henry. Oh, and then the Godfather dude with the hoe train. Yeah, he was part of that. 
but Mark Henry, remember when Mark Henry supposedly got that old ass white lady pregnant? Yeah. And they were like, she's 78 years old. Because it was like, he's got a problem. He can't stop. And no, they announced <laughs> it. They're like, we're pregnant. We're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Mark Henry's like, I got problems. I remember like head. talking to my grandma, but like, hey, does uh, <laughs> somebody your age get pregnant? <laughs> Don't be around Mark Henry. I'm in man. fourth grade. She's Stay like, where the <laughs> fuck away from Mark Henry, grandma? She's like, where did you hear that at? And I was like, oh, so I'm watching wrestling. <laughs> yeah. 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 They announced they had a fucking baby announcement. Uh, she's like Mark Henry. Is that the, like the guy that made the O Henry candy bar? Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, that's like, him. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, Brian Wiley, Clayton Haynes, Alien, Alien Invasion, Death AIDS, Ripping Band. AIDS. Thanks, buddy. Emma Long, Jeff Ross, Jesse Lucian, Lace Razor. That's what probably what we should be calling Lacey. I just fucked that up. Nah, I mean lace yeah. razor. That's what. Yeah, we got Matt Mess, of course. Big mm-hmm. Matt Mess been around. Funny fuck, hilarious. Makes me laugh all the time. Yeah. Basically, everything he says is funny to me. <laughs> uh, he's funny, funny as fuck. shit. Like I should do comedy for sure. Uh, Megan Beckham, Patrick Wilding. That's a cool name. That's what I'm doing all the time. I'm fucking. Wilding. Yeah, he's got a he's got a YouTube channel. He's got a badass collection of metal shit in his house. Oh, all right, badass shit. He's got he likes a lot of hardcore too. So he does. A, oh yeah yeah okay I know, yeah, 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 yeah for sure. He's got a cool sheer terror collection. Uh, Ronald Squire the third. That's our newest guy. He's cool as fuck. Talking to him on uh, Messenger all the time. Ryan Parker, one of my oldest friends. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sam Talent. Will Clyburn. Solid collection. There's more, but uh, these people, we can fucking shout them out. Thank you guys for supporting us for so long. We love yeah. each and every one of you. You're all great. Just, uh, thanks for riding with us. We're feeling good about where we're at right now. It's fucking fun. People love conspiracies. We love conspiracies. We're going to keep moving right along with some ridiculous bullshit. Mm-hmm. How about this shit right here? Now, you've heard fucking Flat Earth, right? Yeah. Remember, like the last few years, there's been some hot ass shit. You hear about that shit all the time. Flat Earth, all these fucking NBA professionals, rappers... Everyone's believing in a flat earth. They believe that the earth might be flat. They're hanging out, talking about it online, mm-hmm. meeting up in person. Vice is doing articles about it. The earth's fucking flat. Check this shit out. Motherfucker can't be flat because you know what it is? Hollow. 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 No. Integrity, man. That's my dwid. Uh, let me ask you this. Is there evidence of a civilization or atmosphere capable of harboring life deep beneath the surface? While a lot of information we receive from NASA and environmental agencies is probably accurate, there is still much to be discovered about our planet, and some things have been kept secret, buddy. And no, they? no. Have they? Absolutely. Um, let me tell you this. As far as there being a flat Earth goes... Evidence was debunked a long time ago when someone was like, look at the trajectory of this shit. This earth's fucking round. We mm-hmm. went with it. We knew it. We came about it. The guy got killed for being a fucking heretic. But it turns out there actually may be some evidence that there's a civilization known as Agartha deep inside of our planet, Lloyd. Oh, crap. Uh, until recently, many were convinced that the earth is a hollow shell with a civilization of earthly agents residing below the surface. Now... Jules Verne, he was a French novelist, and he made tons of sci-fi adventure novels called The Voyages Extraordinaires. He wrote that fucking shit called Journey to the Center of the Earth. They made a Disney movie out of it at some point, or some kind of cartoon. Is this where, like, the Aryan thing comes in? 
Man, it's there for sure. It's going to be around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, like that's where super white, but you know, that's what just what happens. You know, you can't have look. You can't have fun. Big ass eyes with a conspiracy and not a fucking strong white being the person at the top or a reptile. Man, what the fuck was that mad TV skit? The dude act like a baby. Stewart. Oh, that's what Aryans look like. <laughs> Big that's ass like, eyes, super yeah. white and tall, and they're just like, mm. and they made like weird breads out of dirt. Dirt bread? Yeah, dirt bread. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, this shit didn't start with Jules Verne, um, and, and that was a made-up book, but it was based on some real science. And the Hollow Earth concept, it had originally been proposed by a 17th century philosopher, Edmund Halley. He discovered uh, the eponymous short-orbit comet that swings through Earth's orbit every five, 75 years ago, of course, Halley's fucking comet. He believed the Earth consisted of several concentric shells separated by individual atmospheres, with the outermost layer having a thickness of about 500 miles. Haley believed natural phenomena like the aurora borealis and variance in magnetic fields were products of the different layers, which he poised. Uh. Which he poisted. I can't talk. Poisted. We poisted. Uh, basically, he said that they moved independently of each other. Okay. Now, in the fucking 17th century, basically understanding the concept that the Earth is composed of layers, it's some pretty fucking on top of it shit, you know? Like, obviously, I don't think that there's a layer where people live sanctimoniously, but people didn't know that there was like a core of the Earth and, you know, a layer of basalt and a layer of water. People had no fucking idea. People just didn't know shit. They were like, well, we're here, this what we, it's round and it, it's got uh, like a, a house on it that I live in. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if I want to get in my wagon and what, maybe perhaps go up the Oregon Trail, maybe, maybe I might do it and catch a dysentery or something like that. But uh, this motherfucker is like, yo, the earth is in layers, like a fucking jawbreaker. You feel me? But if you're a Christian, you think the earth's flat back at that time. Yeah, like, definitely. Well, what happened is the thing about God and Christ is that, uh, you down, see, God's penis is too big to put inside of a lady. So what he did is he just magically shot his cum up there without any harm or foul. Now, he did get pleasure from jacking off to Mary's tits and things like that. But I'm just saying he didn't, you know, he just Louis C. Cater. Yeah. He didn't Bill Cosbier. He just fucking jerked it and scooted and shot it in there from afar. And, uh, you know, she really wanted to do that, but he was cool about it and, like, sent an angel to apologize and whatnot and everything. And then, you know, people were like, man, fuck this guy. We got to say something to him. And he was like, ah, I'm just going to put up this ice wall. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's just a flat earth with and the ice wall. he was like, you know what? I'm God, and I'm the inventor of disc golf, and this shit's flat, and here we go. <laughs> it's It made me think of, like, uh, hey, I'm God. Welcome to Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbass. Yeah. Um, That's the type of lord I would have believed in. Yeah, about a century later, <laughs> Haley's theory was expounded on by John Cleve Sims, who published a paper detailing his intent to travel to the Earth's interior. Simmons devoted the rest of his life to garnering support for an expedition, but he fell sick during a trip to Quebec to give a lecture on his theory. Uh, he died before his journey ever came to fruition. It inspired Arctic exploration and the first trip ever to Antarctica, which happened in 1838, a long fucking time ago. Um, about a hundred years after that, between the Great Depression and World War III, Admiral Richard E. Byrd of the U.S. Navy... World War II? 
Two. Did I say three? You said three. I'm on that Illuminati shit, son. Let me say what I want. That could be true because it hasn't happened to, uh, no, that man. we know of yet. You just were like, hey, man. I'm just looking. It's going to go. You doing some carnivore yeah. lyrics right now? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, here you Uh as as Admiral Richard E. Byrd of the U.S. Navy pioneered further exploration of the poles. Man, that boy loved to explore a pole. I loved it. Going to pole cats. Pole cats. Me and Buddy, our fucking shit boss, took us to the strip club one time. Uh And he was like, well, I'll pay for you guys to come in. But they had a deal at the door that was like, if you sign up for our texting service, it's two for one. So Buddy did it so we could both get in on the cheap. And then for like three years, you kept getting text updates from fucking Polecats. It's like, this week at Polecats. Yeah, I was like, oh, man, what's up, Polecats? Oh, it's like, hey, God. man, we got something going on. It's like, yeah, you got naked ladies. It's yeah. like the same shit. But what was cool about Polecats is right next door is their fucking, uh, <laughs> their sister branch, and it was called PTs, and I called it, oh, yeah, I PT. called it Piss Tits. <laughs> and we went in there, and there was like that off-duty cop talking shit, and we are like, you know what? We're just going to kick your fucking ass. Yeah. And then he was like, well, I'm an off-duty cop. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, thanks a lot, PTs. Can we pause so I can piss tits myself? (laughs) Piss tits. I'll pee on your tits. (laughs) (laughs) Refreshed. Uh, So, yeah. Robert E. Bird. Richard E. Bird explored the poles. uh, If it's many trips to the Arctic territory, as one bird narrative sticks out more than the rest. His record-setting flight over the North Pole, according to an alleged diary written by Bird, during his polar flight, he came across a warm, lush climate with mammoth-like creatures and an ancient human race that had been residing within the Earth. His plane was commandeered midair and landed for him by these inner-Earth denizens who intercepted him with saucer-shaped aircraft. Upon landing, he was met by emissaries of a civilization that many assumed to be mythical Argathar, uh, Agartha, Agartha, that's how you say it. The people of Agartha expressed their concern about humanity's use of atomic bombs during World War II and employed Byrd as an ambassador to return to the U.S. government and relay their sentiment. Okay. <laughs> Come on, guy. Now, I'll say this. At the time, all the shit that he's saying... Hadn't really been thought of before, mm. you know, probably what happened is he just fucking got some type of altitude thing going on trip the fuck out. Yeah. You know, when he's up to the alien spacecraft and now they're going, well, let me show you the secret. And they fucking went down into the earth's butthole and, and then went into his butthole. He didn't want to talk about it. No. They and put he, the pole in his hole. And they go, there's a separation between both cheeks. <laughs> and they, is that church and state? No. <laughs> but yeah. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh the thing about this shit is the the valid the validity of his diary entry it was dated february of 1947 so if you're supposed to believe bird's story about his inaugural flight over the north pole then you only need to look at the actual date when he achieved this feat which was 20 years earlier on may 9th 1926 upon further inspection it appears bird probably didn't quite reach the north pole and instead fabricated his navigation records, poaching credit from another team that actually set the record a few days later, which was 1926. So basically, for him to admit that he had just been to this part of the world, 
he openly admitted that he lied about the first time. Mm-hmm. So he had the record, kind of had to winch back on it. So it's like, what, what would he gain from that? You know what I'm saying? Uh, nothing. What makes this shit so intriguing to me is if uh, it could have potentially been misconstrued from a later mission to Antarctica called or- Operation High Jump. You ever heard of that shit before? High Jump, no. Now, it like rings the bell. Of it's, yeah, several conspiracies regarding government operations in the Arctic and the nature of their goals. High Jump was one of the largest operations ever conducted in Antarctica with over 4,000 men set to study, map, and reside on the continent for up to eight months. The expedition included 13 Navy support ships, including an aircraft character, aircraft carrier, helicopters, flying boats, and a more traditional array of aircraft. This expedition, as well as the subsequent Operation Deep Freeze eight years later, established an American military presence on Antarctica, which is prohibited today. Why exactly was there such a rush to facilitate the occupation? Byrd later told a reporter for the Chilean newspaper El Mercutio that his expedition taught him the U.S. should prepare for the possibility of hostile planes coming from the polar regions as part of a reciprocation of his own polar experience. Many took this to be evidence of the flying craft he saw coming from what is thought to have been the city of Agartha. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, the government listened to him. That's what's ridiculous. Man, what's that dude? There's a David Wilcox. It's a weird guy that's like, oh, there's doppelgangers and there's people from your past that look like you. Is that the guy? Mm-hmm. He's got, I think he's on this, there's a, a thing you can download, you know, on your TV. It's a, it's kind of like the Netflix for conspiracy theories and alien shit. It's like Gaia, I think is the name of it. But there was a preview one time, I think, where they showed video footage of like these people in Antarctica that look like fucking weird white people, but they're aliens. And I, I remember seeing that. I mean, like, whoa. They're I'm, Nordics or no? Like, yeah, kind of. Yeah, <clears throat> they were Nordic, but they're like super, their eyes were separated from their, like wider out. Yeah. It was kind of weird. I was like, how are you going to make white people? Are you trying to fucking uh, sell some (laughs) shit here? What's going on, buddy? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like the way you would envision dick and balls. The separation of the eyes and the balls, you know, your dick. The gonzo. Now, further speculation regarding Bird's supposed search for Agartha notes a Nazi present in Arctic territory. Both the North and South Pole. It is well documented that the Nazis explored Arctic regions to this to set up base. Ugh, I got a burp. Hold on. <clears throat> well documented that the Nazis explored Arctic regions to set up bases and test novel weaponry. But it is also well documented that Hitler and the Nazis were obsessed with esotericism, esotericism, and the occult. It's a deep rabbit hole when you talk about Nazis. I think this is actually the video I was talking about. Yeah, most it likely. Was, it was the Nazis had the video. Correct. Each. Yeah, it's coming up. And this is supposedly where they got all the extra fucking knowledge about weapon shit. I don't know. The rabbit hole goes super deep with uh, going so far as to posit that Hitler could have escaped to this underground world. Though that may be counterintuitive if an ancient enlightened society resided down there. Mm-hmm. They were smarter than Hitler. Yeah. Maps believed to be Nazi instructions how to reach Agartha are supposedly corroborated by a letter from a German U-boat navigator. A letter from Carl Unger claims a U-209 made it to Agartha and the earth is in fact hollow. The letter also mentions the notorious German gins, Carl Hassehofer and Rudolf Hess, who says... 
who he says were right about their hollow earth theory. <laughs> there is ample evidence that the Nazis spent a lot of resources resources searching for Agartha as a last resort for Hitler to escape in case of a dire emergency, somewhat warranting these conspiracies. In fact, the most common diagram of Agartha was drawn by a German scientist in 1935. Evidence also exists to indicate the Nazis may have believed that we have already lived on the inside of the Earth. Some experiments of the Third Reich show a belief the Earth is a concave and we reside on the interior of a sphere. In a bizarre experiment conducted in 1942 by British by Nazi scientist Hans Fischer on the island of Rügen, his team attempted to observe a British fleet by pointing the lenses of their infrared-equipped cameras at a 45-degree angle. They believed that, though the Earth was concave, normal rays were refracted off the ocean, but infrared rays would not be. Of course, they only saw the sky, but this shows that they believed and searched for evidence of alternative Earth theories. Almost every ancient culture has a story or an allusion to inner realms of Earth, as well as civilizations or people who resided there. Many of these are places of purgatory where dead spirits reside, rather than a society that currently flourishes. The Greeks spoke of Hades, the Christians referred to it as Hell, and in Judaism it is referred to as Sheol. Most of these underground domains were more allegorical and religious tools used to deter people from sinning rather than realms of activity being sought out. There are, however, closer depictions of Agartha described by some cultures and with related cities and passageways to get there. In Tibetan Buddhism, there is a secret mystical city of Shambhala, located somewhere deep in the Himalayas that has been searched for by many, including Russian mystic Nikolas Rurik. Mm. Though no one is known to have found it, some believe Shambhala could potentially be connected to or be the capital of Agartha. Yeah, Nicholas Rorick is a very interesting Oh, man, hell yeah. Guy, so. In Hindu and Celtic lore, some believe that there is an ancient connection to a lost Antedulvian city. There are caves and underground entrances to subterrestrial worlds. Some have connected the Hindu land of Aravardia, or basically means the abode of the excellent ones. Damn. Sounds like some Bill and Ted shit. Yeah. A land ruled by a supernatural, a supernal race thousands of years ago before the Great War laid out in the Mahabharata. Yeah. Many believe this ancient race to be of the same lineage as the ancient civilizations from Atlantis, Lemuria, and Mu who were wiped out by war and cataclysmic events, driving them underground to start a civilization that may be Agartha. There is another underworld in the Hemnu Mahabharata, known as Patala, that some point to, as it shares many similarities with other depictions of subterranean worlds, though it is said that they are at war with the Agarthans. Patala is the seventh layer of the underworld in Hindu scriptures and is ruled by the Nagas, a half-human, Half reptilian species who are depicted with jeweled hoods that light their realm. The Naga are a highly advanced race with cutting edge technology. Occasionally, they are said to abduct, torture, and kill humans, though other accounts refer to them as having a positive impact on earthly events. The Anunnaki are living in the middle of the earth. I know we've talked about it several times here, but the episode of Conspiracy Theory 
with Jesse Ventura, mm-hmm. where he takes the psychic out into the field, mm-hmm. and she's like, there's reptilian people down here. I can just feel their energy. It's coming over me. And he looks at the camera and goes, this is bullshit. <laughs> Man, that rips. He's cool, dude. Yeah. In the weirdest way. Yeah, so, you know, that is the quintessential hollow earth theory. That yeah. gives you the idea why people now are saying the Anunnaki live under there. It's basically this ancient Hindu shit that say these Nagas, who are a half reptilian person, the modern day conspiracy theorist looks at, whoa, look at this, half reptilian person, Anunnaki, living in the middle of the earth. Uh, I mean, we know what the earth is made out of and who's to say if it's hollow or not. Uh, there's been several things that have dug to the middle of the earth. The deepest, I believe, we've been into the core of the earth is seven miles, which is a long fucking ways. That's long. Uh, but, it, you know, they, they think the earth is made of these certain layers. The seven mile expedition where they thought there was going to be water, there was basalt. Where they thought there was basalt, there was gas. You know, they went through all these different things. It just goes to show you, no one knows for sure. Is it hollow? Probably the fuck not. It probably is molten lava, as it says. But, you know, we don't fucking know for sure. No one's ever been down there. We you need to fund there. an expedition. Fund. Somebody needs to fund us. Yeah, to do send an us expedition. down there. We're ready to yeah, if you want to get rid of us, send us to the fucking core of the earth. You know what I mean? Well, we get down there and it is like some weird alien shit. And then they're just like, we're not here to kill anybody. We're here to suck your soul to your dick. Soul yeah. sucking cock sucking demons. All right. So now hearing that shit, mm-hmm. you know how they said that the Nazis were looking around there a lot and that. They may have been poking around to try to get Hitler to escape. Got me thinking and remembering that I'm pretty sure that Hitler fucking escaped. I think he did. Oh, I'm like 90% on this. Yeah, I, I mean, like I saw, you know, where, where do you go? He went to South America, supposedly. Yeah. Um, a lot of the other shit that's really interesting about this, not just that he escaped, but um, you threw in Nicholas uh, or Burick or whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, and the Holy Grail and, you know, how Hitler was looking for the Holy Grail and shit that Nicholas Zurich guy is also tied to that, which would be, I right. mean, I'm telling that's another episode. That's one of the wildest fucking things. Yeah, that boy, though. Yeah. I mean. What? Huh? Can you grab that stuff? Sorry, I can't. You can't? Well, I'm going to start talking. You're going to wipe? No. <laughs> uh, so, listen. The thing about the confirmation of fucking Hitler's death here. Um. Sorry, sorry, guys. Uh, you know, the the proof that we have of Hitler's death, like the idea, is that he for sure had had killed himself. Um, they say that they found the body of Eva Braun Bronner. Is it Braun? Eva Braun. Eva yeah. Braun. They said that they found her body, and she had taken cyanide. They found his body. He had taken cyanide and shot himself in the head. Mm-hmm. And they found it in a blown out bunker, and. April 30th of 19-whatever. Mm-hmm. Ten days after his birthday. And the last time he was seen was supposedly on April 20th, which is his birthday. Um, the evidence is held by the Russians. They've had it the entire time on display. Uh, there's several different lines. Like last year, something came out. The, um, the History Channel did a special on this shit called Finding Hitler. Yeah. Pretty interesting. They follow the line that I believe is the truth in that when they tested the skull fragment that was supposedly Hitler's, it belonged to a female less than 40 years of age. Hitler was a male older than 40. Yeah. Um, 
you know, unfortunately there's no solid facts because he got the fuck away. You know, someone knew for sure where he was or we did know, but if like, you know, the mainstream media knew where he was, there'd be a problem. Yeah. We'd have to find him, grab him, try him, whatever. But it was a kept secret. I mean, the FBI was in on it, basically knew where he was, let him go to avoid any other problems. Um, I feel like there's so many depths to the Hitler story yeah, that, that well, can be tied into conspiracy shit for sure. Uh, I try to take like a real fucking run of the mill down to earth approach to looking at this shit. Uh, here's like basically some some things that are fact that will make you think about if Hitler did escape, how it was set up for him to do so to South America easily, how it had been planned and how it probably happened. And, and a lot of this is from... Like, I got a lot of this from that History Channel shit, so it's not like I'm breaking new ground here. I mean, no. most of the fucking theories that I talk about aren't anything that I thought of. You know, I'm just researching and telling you about it. Um, so the Hitler shit, uh, the Patagonia region of Argentina, um, that had been known to the Nazis long before the start of World War II. The thing about the area is that even bef- like right after World War One, a lot of German immigrants had moved there, so they had a lot of descendants there. The belief in Nazism there was strong. I mean, they were in South America. They were around. I mean, there was no Jewish people around. So it was really easy to just get into that shit. And, like, the Argentinians didn't care because they had a lot of money. And, you know, they just, like, paid them for work and shit like that. So everyone was happy with having them there. You know, know, these, these aren't just, like, German common folk that went there. These are wealthy fucking Germans who moved to the Patagonia. And it's like a mountain, a mountainous region. Uh, you think about the the clothing company Patagonia. That's all about outdoor partying, climbing up rocks and shit like Wearing that. And some fucking yoga pants with like a two XL shirt when you're like a size small. Hell yeah! Uh, so it it was built. Uh, the waters come right up to the region and are deep enough to accommodate submarines, which was a big staple of Germany then. The U-boats. They purposely built and strengthened airstrips commissioned by the Nazi regime years before the war's end. Some researchers think that's an obvious sign of preparations for an exodus of the Third Reich's most powerful and trusted ranking officers. And if that was the case, such an exodus would surely include Hitler. I mean, what? I mean, that's number one. We already know that many other Nazi officials for sure found their way to that part of the world, and there are secret tunnel systems that, like, were in Patagonia that was very similar to the secret tunnel systems that were in Berlin. So if you're wondering how Hitler, under suppression of the Allied forces, would have gotten out of Berlin, Hitler used the secret tunnel system that ran underneath Berlin and connected to the bunker that he was supposedly found in. That's a fact. It was really there. They found it on the History Channel. Other people have found it before. Um, various levels and connections. He had a small team emerged, and they were basically what you would call hidden in plain sight at one of the train stations. And hidden from, in plain sight? Yeah, like they were out in the open about what they were doing. Like, if you were, like, the people that were supposed to care turned a blind eye to it on purpose. You know what I'm saying? First of all, you said Hazen and played side. Like, like Hazen Street? Hazen Street. If I could fool the world about Hitler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly, man. Uh, uh, so from the train station, they made their way to a waiting plane. Uh, supposedly he used the station to exit the tunnel systems and that train station today is known as Luftbruch station. Uh, while the hit, the history channel was filming hunting Hitler, the producers uncovered the remains of the tunnel system using special sonar equipment. 
The exact dates don't match with other researchers' claims, but the producers uncovered records of increased activity from a nearby runway at Tempelhof Airport on April 21st, 1945. And like I said, the last official sighting of Hitler was on his birthday, April 20th, 1945. 420. Yeah, bro. Party time. Party, Columbine, party, 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 party. <laughs> yeah, I remember like when I was... Call me on the Columbine I was in line. middle school and I was in like this counselor's office and they were just like talking to me about how I was acting and shit because <laughs> I was getting in trouble and they are like, the principal's office isn't working. Let's see if we can do some therapy with him. And I was sitting in there, and then, like, out of nowhere, he's like, and 420 is Hitler's birthday, is that right? And I'm like, I don't know. He's like, y'all smoke a lot of weed? And I'm like, <laughs> yes, um, we're smoking weed. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then, like, we got to my buddy Ben's house, and we smoked a bunch of weed. And then I was like, hey, did you know that today's Hitler's birthday? And that's really why we're smoking weed. But I'm really smoking weed because I like to get high. And what do you do on 420? And they're like, no, man, it has to do with the Grateful Dead. And I'm like, name a Grateful Dead song. None of us knew it. Yeah, of course not. We listened to it. Yeah. We turned it off. And I was like, man, this is a bad holiday. (laughs) Hitler's birthday, Grateful Dead, terrible fucking shit. Uh, Okay, so some more evidence to show that uh, a way that Hitler could have escaped is that uh, submarine activity, like that's how the Germans got around. They spied with U-boats. They transported shit with U-boats. Um, there was been found since evidence of way stations in like the Canary Islands. Uh, there was a predetermined plan. Uh, there were vast amounts of fuel and supplies. So after arriving in Denmark with Franklin with Franco offering Hitler safe passage from Spain to Gibraltar and then to the Canary Islands, which is where Hitler and Ava Braun boarded one submarine and other high ranking Nazi officers boarded two other submarines. In an even further twist, the Germans sent a group of submarines towards New York around the same time and appeared to feed false intelligence that they were planning to launch a V-2 missile from one of them as a final attack on the United States. And that is, you know, known. Like, there was caution about being in New York around that time. Because and what's crazy, too, though, in New York, you know, I think we've gone through the whole... Uh, um um, Prescott Bush thing with the Nazi gold yeah, thing. Yeah, um, there was There was marches of... Uh, in, in New York of the Nazi party before kind of like almost prior to world war two. So that the Nazi party was there in New York beforehand. Yeah. There's video footage of them marking, like marching through like times square and shit. It's fucking nuts. Right. So, you know, the, the thing about fucking Hitler getting away. Okay. I mean, I'm going to give you a little bit more evidence, but that was a slick move because that they, got the attention on New York saying like, Hey, they're going to launch this fucking missile into New York city. Uh, we got to keep an eye on this. The allied forces went after that, leaving safe passage for Hitler to go on to South America from the Canary islands. Huh? Yeah. There's also been tons of Hitler sightings. A lot have been debunked as a case of mistaken identity or attempts to cash in on conspiracy theories. There has been numerous sightings of Hitler in South America, especially Argentina, that are actually on record, particularly in the decade or so after the end of World War II. Even as far back as 1945, there was a journalist named Johanna Steele who wrote that Argentina is teeming with unmolested Nazi war criminals. Since then, many people have spoken of their sightings. In summer 1945, 15-year-old Catalina Gomero was living with the Eichhorn family, who were known as supporters of Hitler. 
Years later, she recalled that a man had stayed with them. She both recognized and was informed by Miss Eichhorn that it was indeed Adolf Hitler. Gomero went on to say that she had memorized Hitler's voice during the four days that he stayed with the family because she was so fascinated by his presence. She would be. That's what he's known for. According to her, Hitler had continued to telephone the Eichhorns until 1962. Another known supporter of Hitler and the Nazi regime was Ante Pavlik, who escaped from Europe following the war. While working as a carpenter at Pavlik's building site, Hernan Anken witnessed several meetings between Hitler and Pavlik in the early 1950s. According to many people who claimed to have seen Hitler during this time, his mustache had been shaved off and his hair was considerably grayer. Anken also stated that the former leader of the Third Reich looked ill and in distress. In I just thought of something that was weird. Because yeah. there's a lot of uh, um, South American black metal bands that are in SBM. Yeah. Well, I mean, beyond the conspiracy of Hitler being there, for a fact, several high-ranking Nazi officials. Oh, we're definitely there. But on top of that, like I was saying, there is giant German communities in South America. Pure German immigrated there into the mountainous regions. I mean, there's shit on Vice about like Germanic villages that celebrate all the old world German traditions and shit. Mm-hmm. Still today. So there's a lot of like straight up Germans. You know, there's a lot of mixed in Germans with Bolivians, Argentinians. I mean, it, it, for whatever reason, South America has always been a destination for Germany. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird for sure. It's weird that there's NSBM bands. So there's like, you know, fucking goat penis, allegedly. Uh, yeah. Do a reality check. Do a reality check. <laughs> it's in the lyrics. Oh, find out. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of sketchy shit going on down there. Yeah, I mean, Inquisition. Yeah, well, nah, that's a that that's one. That guy's American. He just lived in Colombia. No, he no, he's not. He's Colombian. No, he's American. I know for a fact he's Colombian. They lived. They were in Colombia. Then they moved here. Yeah, but they lived here. He was born in America. Moved to Colombia. I when when he got caught for doing with the child porn shit, mm-hmm. somebody posted like his whole biography, like like a Seattle publication mm-hmm. that was like, this is the problem with this guy. Yeah. Like here's things that he's been busted out for before. I, I didn't know any of that shit. I, I don't know. read I the whole thing. Know, yeah. I, know. I just like to argue. I know. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he's American and his family moved down there for like his dad was working and took him down there. So he was down there for a few years is all. So when people are like, he's Colombian. No, he's American. He just lived in Colombia for a while. Colombia. Dagon is that his name. Dagon. Yeah, fuck that guy, man. I've never, you know, I found out a lot of sketchy shit about bands and been like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But that. Just sketchy. That was my favorite black metal band. And then I was like, oh, great. And, you know, I read, you know, I read what it was and everything. And it was like, the dude was definitely looking at child porn. Wow. Yeah. Like, for sure. I know. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's just. uh, I mean, he tried to deny it. He tried to blame it on his wife and shit, which is fucking whack, too. It's like, come on, dog. Everything you could do to, like, skirt around this, you're going to blame it on her. But uh, And then he was basically being like, oh, it's just a case of being evil gone too far. Like, no, dude, you just fucking honk, man. You're a a Christian. Yeah. You're essentially just a Catholic, Catholic, man. That's what Catholics do. Yeah, fuck that band. Uh, Done with that shit. That's That's the one thing. You know, that's the thing that's too far for me. Me too, man. And in every sense. Like, out of everything you could do. There's things I don't like, but it's like, oh, whatever. I can. Well, know. it's like if I knew somebody that killed somebody, mm-hmm. right? 
And they explained to me that why they did it, you know, it was like, oh, man, just self-defense shit. Like, here's what happened. I'd be like, all right, you know, it's not cool. Yeah. But I get it. But there's no way to explain the abuse or the enjoyment of abuse of children in any way that could ever make sense to me or ever make me be on board with. Yeah. In fact, I'd have to explain self-defense to killing some motherfucker for touching a kid. Yeah, that's a fact you know? as well. Um, all right, so let's keep rolling with Hitler. I mean, he probably fucked. He definitely fucked kids. Hitler? Yeah, come on. He like poop. Yeah, yeah, he might have not fucked kids. He was just wilding out. He what was trying. Kid? He was trying whatever he could. You know what I'm saying? Poopy. Um. Yeah. So we were going on about Hitler. Um. I just fucking had a brain fart. That's great podcasting. Yeah, yeah. So Hitler. Uh, have been witnessed several times. Um, according to many people who claim to have seen Hitler, he had shaved that fucking mustache. His hair was grayer. He was in distress. Um, and he almost got apprehended on Neachia's beach. On uh, the night, Hitler was thought by many researchers to have set foot on South American soil. An Argentinian patrol unit missed an opportunity to apprehend him. A short while later, they were seemingly hot on the Fuhrer's tail with German soldiers arrested to boot. But then the patrol unit was ordered by their superiors to stand down, forget the matter, and let the prisoners go. So what happened? On the evening of July 27, 1945, the police had received reports of unusual activity along the coast. Flashing lights were going back and forth from Neachia Beach, to a point not too far from the shore, a small police unit arrested a German man who was using Morse code to signal an unidentified vessel in the waters. They interrogated the man for most of the night. By the morning of July 28th, the man had admitted to aiding a German submarine that wished to unload on the beach. When more police units arrived at the spot of the apprehension later that morning, they found clear evidence that such an unloading operation had taken place. Some officers followed tire marks to a secluded farm. After contacting his superiors, the leader led his men onto the property. According to reports, four German soldiers with submachine guns soon approached the officers. As a result, the Nichoicha police arrested the soldiers and held them while awaiting further instructions. Two hours later, the police were ordered to release the soldiers. Whether Hitler was at the farmhouse is open to debate, but there was certainly evidence of activity involving heavily armed German soldiers and some kind of delivery from a German submarine. Of course, the order to release the soldiers without follow-up is suspicious itself, and that's on public record. That's the same day that Hitler was supposedly have arrived, and that's probably the only person that the rest of the world would be like, yeah, you better let that motherfucker go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's, I mean, think about it. The the world's powers, like top powers are America. You know, the good old U.S. of fucking A. Yeah. Uh, you know, basketball. Yeah. Football. Not, not that uh, kicking around bullshit, but the one where you throw it. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Germany. And the 12 bloodlines of the Illuminati, the enlightened oh. ones who stand at the top of the throne, who want to make chaos and disorder yeah. among anyone else, who would like more than anything for Hitler to be free to rain their agenda down upon the earth. What's cooler, the NBA? Or is it fucking looking for cool artifacts so you can have all the powers to fuck people up? Man, please don't make me say Hitler's cool. <laughs> 
shit. That's how I tried to do. You fucking almost <laughs> failed. You're always trying to fish it out of me. You almost did it, brother. Trying to fish it out of me, man. Yep, I am. <laughs> uh, perhaps the most person of most interest in the high ranks of the Nazis was Martin Bormann. Slowly, he moved to any person of influence away from Hitler during the war years. Thus, became Hitler's most trusted confidant. Bormann appears to have been the brains behind Hitler's escape, including where he would go and how he would get there. That is, if you subscribe to the conspiracy theories. And with Bormann, there are many. According to some researchers, Bormann made his way to Patagonia after Hitler's resettlement there. Bormann relied on contacts within the Vatican, of course, to travel south to Italy. From there, he supposedly left Europe. As the years went by and Hitler's health declined, it is claimed that Bormann distanced himself from the former Fuhrer. Instead of organizing a Fourth Reich, Bormann simply became a ruthless mercenary businessman who concerned with his personal wealth and influence. Some researchers, including Paul Manning, claim that Bormann lived well until the early 1980s. Officially, Bormann is still missing, although a corpse discovered near Lerther Station was identified as his body in 1972. Some researchers, however, believe that this was simply a way to tie up loose ends. In his book, Babylon's Banksters, Joseph Farrell claims that Borman was alive and well after the war and was one of the driving forces behind the first Bilderberg meeting in 1954. Damn! Where was the first Bilderberg meeting? Where? Man, we talked about it in the first one. Maybe, yeah. Um, yeah. There was another one that was. I want to like, say, fucking. There was a group that met before that that was like turned into Bilderberg. That was, I think, it might have been in in the in Antarctica. Maybe I'm not sure though. Oh my god. Yeah, I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, we won't. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter when it comes to conspiracy theories. Um, also leads to um, the claims of Simon Dunstan and Gerard Williams in the book Grey Wolf, if you've ever read that crock of shit. Adolf Hitler was in his late 70s when he died in his bed in February 1962. He had been long abandoned by his wife, Ava, and by virtually all his Nazi henchmen. These claims are allegedly based on the papers of Dr. Otto Lehmann, who treated Hitler in the final months of his life. The papers were reproduced in Manuel Montesero's book about Hitler's life in Argentina. According to Lehman's notes, Hitler's health rapidly declined in the early weeks of 1962. The doctor often heard moans and cries of anguish and despair from the room in which Hitler spent most of his time. Supposedly, Hitler suffered a paralyzing stroke on February 12th. He died the following day after falling into a coma. Incidentally, not everyone buys into the theories that Hitler survived the war. Duh, some people attacked Grey Wolf as an absurd fantasy. Yeah, no shit. Have you ever heard about that book? It's like a yeah, I mean, unofficial I, Hitler biography and like yeah. at least all that's a crock of shit. Just, yeah, yeah, I just got to put it out there though cuz that's one of the ones that some people will be like, "Hey, look at this." Yeah. It's he, got ties to these things. I'm trying to give you all the good ones I could find. Yeah. Um I was telling you that Hitler escaped his bunker through the tunnel system under Berlin and then continued to a waiting plane. Uh, that was piloted by Captain Peter Baumgart, a former Luftwaffe pilot. Luftwaffe pilot. I can't talk ever at all. Luftwaffe pilot. Claimed that he flew the plane. He's stating during a trial in which he was sentenced to five years in prison for the SS membership. He maintained that he flew Hitler 
Ava Braun and several other high-ranking officers from Berlin to the Danish town of Tonder in May 1945. Upon their safe arrival, Hitler shook Baumgart's hand and transferred a piece of paper into it. When Baumgart looked at the paper later, it was a check for 20,000 marks. The pilot was ordered to return to Berlin. Although he wasn't sure what happened and Hitler after he left, the rumor was that Hitler had boarded a submarine bound for South America. Baumgart had to undergo serious mental evaluation after his trial, which led most people to label him as an unreliable fantasist. However, those who subscribe to this theory argue that making such a key witness unreliable through mental evaluation is easily achieved if there is a conspiracy to cover up the truth. Now, what's wildest to us in America is that there's a ton of FBI documents that have been become declassified since the end of World War II. None of them conclusively prove that Hitler escaped from Berlin. The sheer number of previously classified reports about Hitler sightings let us know that the FBI took every single one of them seriously. And these are just the ones that have been released to the public. These reports date to immediate aftermath of the war, suggesting that the intelligence service at least entertained the possibility that Hitler's escape was genuine, which would discredit the entire theory that he had killed himself and the Russians found the body. Many newspaper reports that were based on intelligence reports to journalists also suggested that Hitler escaped from his bunker and arrived safely in Argentina. Incidentally, some mainstream historians blame the Soviet Union for these theories as rumors as perhaps the first acts of disinformation during the Cold War. So basically, it's very easy to believe if you're watching the current timeline right now in America that Russians are uh, historically full of shit. Yeah. They did not find Hitler's body. They did not see Hitler dead. They did not run up on Hitler, causing him to shoot himself in the head in a bunker. They just let his ass go. How about that? That's what they did. That's what I think they did. I think so, man. Yeah. Some more unsettling claims about Hitler's escape to Argentina concerned the support that he received from then-President Juan Perón and soon-to-be-wife of Eva. She was known as Evita, which is correct, the same woman played by Madonna in movie years later. Don't cry for me, Argentina! And also, Madonna is a... Nazi. She's, she's into the cabal. She works. She does that shit. She's yeah. like she's fucking straight up into some weird Jewish black magic. Oh my to god! To control the banks. God damn it! To control your job. Make it's you pay all taxes. Back to Madonna. Yeah, Madonna That's runs. Where the whole thing? Madonna runs the world. She runs the Federal Reserve. Those fucking pointy knockers are the ones that are controlling mm-hmm. currency. And when she lays you know what down, the, do you know what the pyramid the eye is on top of? Yeah. Madonna's titty. And you know what else is when she lays down on her back? It looks like KKK masks. But she's got pointy knockers, dude. Yeah, it like, looks like somebody's going to burn a cross on top of a fucking throat. With the- Man, all the symbology adds it up. We just cracked this thing wide the fuck open. Juan Perón was more than sympathetic to Nazi ideology, if only for monetary gain and power. It is claimed that Eva Perón was even more enthralled. She allowed fleeing Nazis safe passage into Argentina using her status and influence. In exchange, she accepted treasures, jewelry, and even money stolen from Jewish families who had been murdered in the concentration camps of Europe. The Perones were close friends with Hitler and supposedly met with him several times following his arrival in Patagonia after the war. Perhaps this relationship explains why Nichoia 
police unit was ordered to stand down in July 1945 when it appeared that they were one step away from the biggest arrest of the 20th century. Goddamn Adolf Hitler. His soul was... He got out. Yeah, his soul was in the fucking Denver National Airport. Or Denver Airport. Yeah, and it was put there by Madonna and her fucking cabal magic. Everybody's like, well, my luggage isn't coming. And it's like, well, yeah, it's because you're Jewish and he's just fucking taking it off the computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what's happening for sure. That's all he's got control over anymore. This tries to make this happen, but all I can do is uh, keep the luggage from the Zelta terminal. Man, I... Uh, uh, I, I don't. You remember uh, whenever we were teaching jujitsu to kids, and there yeah. was uh, my buddy and his girlfriend, um, Emily. I'm just gonna say her name. Okay, uh, but not busting her out. No, no, just like not straight up her whole name. But remember, she's like blonde hair and shit. But she was fucking. Uh, she was actually um, her family's from South America. Huh? Blonde hair, blue eyed. She's fucking Mexican. Blue eyed devil. She's got. The fucking genes of Hitler. Yeah. Oh man, you know some she s- hated fucking Jews, man. Really? I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> what can't. a weird thing to not yeah, like yeah, anymore. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Jews. I hate them. Um, especially in Arkansas. Like, when's the last time you would have come across? Well, they eradicated them in Arkansas. They're in Arkansas. what? They did. You ever see a pretzel? <laughs> you ever see a bagel? You know, anything Schindler's List? There's not a copy you can rent. That's why there's no movie rental places in Arkansas. Yeah. They're everywhere else. You're taking here. this a little far, man. Uh, I've never but seen Schindler's uh, Seriously speaking on eradicating races, I looked it up because I was trying to explain it to Kyle. Um, we're looking at, like, the Tulsa police. So there was, like, a community of 10,000 black Americans that for whatever reason settled near Tulsa mm-hmm. in like I think the 1930s and police fucking bombed it and oh. like killed most of them. <laughs> Tulsa. Damn. What the fuck? That's real shit. That's wild. Yeah. Real fucking wild. Not kind of wild. It's just so weird to me that people go, oh, mm, you're a different color. I don't really want to get to know you. I'm really going to miss out on a lot of life and culture. So here's this shit. Yeah, let's bomb you. It's like, oh, yeah, you just want to eat the same type of food forever. You don't want to eat. I mean, that's like the best way for me to experience another culture is to eat their food. Yeah. Eat their ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then you get the, the you get the flesh. Yeah. I've not been thinking like about a Caribbean jerk after bunny. last week eating ass in the same way ever again. Why? Somebody got E. coli? No, mm. we watched that fucking video where oh, uh, yeah. Luca oh. McNaughton like literally ate an ass. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> it is like a fucking chicken breast because you can't get E. coli from it. Well, hey, man, every time we open the Illuminati files, you got to think for yourself, think quick on your feet. I think there's fucking irrefutable evidence that Hitler... Certainly made it to South America. Everything we know about him dying seems to be bullshit. Uh, the Denver International Airport does not seem to me to be a nefarious den of reptilian activity. And Hollow Earth. Who the fuck knows? The jury's out. Have fun with it yourselves. Decide for yourselves. I'm glad that we did a fun one because Halloween-wise, we're going to be doing some serious haunting two-part episode about poltergeists and ghouls that uh will shake you up it's fucked up you know whether uh haunting is real or not whenever a family falls into the belief or the presence of something like that you know the way i think about it is if uh 
if ghosts and shit aren't real, right? Poltergeist mm-hmm. is not real, but you're a kid and one of the adults in your house deeply believes that it's happening. Maybe the other adult begins to believe it's happening and you're a kid and that shit's going on. It doesn't matter if it's real or not. It's just as scary. Yeah. Hauntings are fucked up. That's why your parents start young going to church and shit. Yeah. So you don't think for yourself. Yeah. Everything is your fucking parents' thoughts when you're a kid. Yeah, for sure. You know. You know, would you be... But if I went to my house right now mm-hmm. and was like, wake up, kids, there's a ghost in the house, they would get <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> for years. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Let's do that when you get home. No. Right, buddy's outside. He's haunted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Buddy's haunted. You know that smell? It's ectoplasm. <laughs> yeah. They would go, we already know. Yeah. We've been talking to him in our dreams. Ah! <laughs> All right, guys. It's been a fun one. We got a song. Oh. <laughs> Forget every time. fucking ever do better. <laughs> scum. Yeah, here at Death Metal Dicks, we like to sync up gnarly events with fucking ripping songs. And this week, Buddy picked... Demock. Oh, Joseph Cabazizi. Shout out to that guy. The emergence of reptilian altars. That's a cool goddamn song name. Yeah. That's the name of the album. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, uh, Dimok. The Anunak with the Dimok. Sucking big, huge green cock. (laughs) All right, guys. We're out of here. We'll fucking catch you next week for Haunt Fest 2018. (laughs) Archangel of the Four Wings. Born and running, can I spin those marks? No light, the pinnacle of charcoal.